Montefilia still five lengths away, slicing into the clear. Hugamel at the furlong, a length in front of Zayrek. Montefilia is hitting the line well, protagonist the rail. Hugamel a length in front, they're swooping. Hugamel being gobbled up by Montefilia. Montefilia over the top. Run past uh, who you mail to win it. Star Patrol has plenty of company. They're right across the track. Same Magique working into it. Cause for concern. And Zutori over on the far side. Now Star Patrol lets rip and lead triple missile. Followed by Same Magique. Star Patrol about a length and a half triple missile. Star Patrol is burning rubber late. And Star Patrol too good for triple missile. Same Magique and cause for concern. Romantic Warrior brought towards the middle of the track. McDonald hasn't moved yet. 350 to go. Ozapenko up to West Wind Blows. Romantic Warrior. And here's Gold Trip, the Melbourne Cup winner, storming down the outside at the 200. Gold Trip runs on by. Two links, three links. West Wind Blows and Sulcum. But it's all Gold Trip. Gold Trip has bolted in the Turnbull. G'day punters and welcome back to another Racing Previews review podcast. We're looking at back on Turnbull Stakes Day there at Flemington where we got to see the Melbourne Cup winner. It was the first time he'd returned to HQ and Gold Trip absolutely bolts in. Magnificent performance. Bot, how are you feeling on this Monday evening? Uh, I've been better, but I'm not too bad. The racing was good on Saturday. Didn't get to watch much of it, but I've I've had a look over it, and, and it was a good day of racing. There's some good winners. What what's we bot get busy doing on a Saturday? Cheese and kisses. Uh no, nah, that not Saturday. I don't know. Lots of different things. Yeah, fair enough. Any mischief, mate, over the weekend, or are you a good boy? Uh we'll leave that to the punter's imagination. <laughs> um, bit of a not a not a massive weekend for me. Massive week this week, obviously. Going to the the Everest, cannot wait. Friday night flight. So if you are heading along to the Everest, oh. then... Uh, Aren't you going on with Nick? No, I'm not. Oh, In the midst right. of Cox Plate planning, and I just oh, thought, yeah. I better not bite yeah. off more than I can chew. For context, punters, I actually... For last year. <laughs> last year, I went, and it was Cox Plate week the next week, and I had a 4 p.m. flight. It was delayed about five hours and then cancelled completely, and I couldn't get another flight until the next day didn't get back into work until 12pm Cox Plate Week late on Sick. Cox Plate Week I never want to feel stressed like that again strip out but anyway let's move on to the races uh, Flemington the rail was out 9 metres what do you think of how the track played the wind how were the races run and won uh, well the circle played well it was a good four um, there was a bit of talk about it throughout the week saying just because of how much rain there was i guess um like how's the track going to recover but it's flemington uh the straight played a little bit slower almost closer to a soft five but um still it it was a good four all day wasn't it i can't remember uh no i think it started a five for the first at least three or four races but yeah well the first two races were straight races and and it was probably um a little softer so uh, maybe it just dried up a little bit throughout the day. Um, looking at the times, that looks about right. So yeah, um, yeah, good, good, good racing. Um, uh, the the wind was um, had an effect again. The um, it was an advantage to be on pace and and be maybe even rails in run, and down the straight was probably um, it was probably probably fair. Just you know regulation. Um, if anything, you wanted to be wider on the course. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So they didn't actually officially upgrade it until race seven, but you're saying it was probably a bit before then. Um, no. Well, it looks to me like the the straights played closer to a five, and the the circles played pretty much a four all day. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to start in race three. It was the Super Impose Stakes, eighteen hundred meters listed for the three year olds. Riff Rocket, close to the performance of the day um, he's got an all time ride from J-Mac from Barrier 1 saved all the ground peeled out um, five and a half length winner he's run the fastest last 400 of the entire meeting monster win off a slow tempo and he looks derby bound for sure yeah well he this is um, as good as a derby lead up as it gets like 
he this is yeah he's he's improved probably three and a half lengths maybe more and he's bolted in running sectionals that say he can probably go even better um he's run the fastest last 400 of the day and, and maybe that's because there were there were good group races um sprinting group races but they were all run fast down the straight well the, the on the straight races they were all, it was a the, i'm saying the straight played a little a little slower so maybe there's a you got to temper that a little bit but um he's beaten all of these by five and a half lengths and there's good margins throughout the field so uh yeah he probably had advantages in run but he absolutely bolted in and and um he's he's run about a length and a half off what typically oh well not typically but but i guess what what Man's always ran 99.1 last year to win the Derby at the Wait for Age, and he's run 97.4 here. So um, I think if he stays and, you know, he's trained by Chris Waller, so God forbid he draws a wide barrier. Um, if he if he draws, in, I guess, gate one to eight in the Derby and is sort of turns up on the day, he's probably going to start sub 240 unless we don't if we don't see some something like another horse do something like this so uh big big win um i don't i don't know i I don't i don't see anything else coming um maybe i guess militarized but he's trained by chris waller so this is his derby horse so it's um, we've still got the spring champion to go that's on cox plate day the 28th of october we were speaking off air we think this horse will likely go to the caulfield classic three-year-old 2000 meter group three on caulfield cup day in a few weeks and he's obviously going to be very hard to beat there what about a horse Mm. like she could he potentially be a derby horse yeah well the um stable say they're following the same preparation as what soul patch did so I imagine he probably will end up meeting him there so maybe he's a horse that can can elevate up in up in trip and um, that wouldn't necessarily surprise me but he's been winning over 11 11 1200 meters he's also deep into the prep as well yeah if he's winning over 11 1200 meters he might just be very 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 good or he he might just not Mm. he's probably too brilliant to stay but um, but you probably don't have to be a true stayer to win a, a Victorian derby you just have to be the best horse out of some not so good ones um, but yeah this is a really good winner of a superimpose and um, I'm excited to see what what happens um, towards a derby the biggest thing is like a couple horses I can think off the top of my head like derby horses the horse that beat him at the start before Snowman who's whose dam is a um, out of is it um, more joyous and Frankel out of Snitzel? So um, it's got a pedigree and it's and and a, and a smashed up Riff Rocket. That's a shaky line to take because obviously Riff Rocket's improved massively. But um, uh, I I don't know where he's going. But maybe he'd probably be going to a Derby. And then there's also um, Carazana, who's looked impressive as an Almanzor. So it'll stay too. So um, the, the problem is they're all three are trained by Chris Weller. So, um, like, what do you do with that? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out on the day. So it doesn't matter. Yep. Let's move on to race four, the Manifold, the Edward Manifold, Group Two, three-year-old fillies over the mile. Zardozzi on the quick backup, another fantastic barrier one ride. Chad Schofield, I believe it was his only ride for the day. Absolutely nails it. Gets to get off and filly home from Aprilia Amazonian Las Nadachi. Um, then you got way back there. Legacy's probably a bit disappointing. Maybe end of prep for the favourite. Uh, yeah, a bit disappointing, but the tactics didn't help. Um, I don't want to make excuses for her because she has been poor in the sectionals. There's nothing really in the sectionals to say she. Um, maybe maybe in this maybe there's something in the mid mid race just to say Jamie half shadow herself and thought oh, we're a long way back here and we're not going that quick so um, I think she yeah uh, disappointing <laughs> because I backed her but um, and so so did 
pretty much everyone else. It was a 10.8% firmer hey, on hey, Wednesday. Hey, hey. Nico and I oh, trumpet. It, <laughs> yeah. Back Zardozzi. Except you, who backed Zardozzi? <laughs> I did back Zardozzi after backing her at 30 to 1 last weekend <laughs> and, and literally ran up bums the entire straight. So that's comforting. Uh, but yeah, she she's bolstered in it, and and she's by Kingman, and um, I'd be surprised if she doesn't stay. So uh, if they're taking her to a an Oaks on on an Oaks path, she's probably favourite to win an Oaks, is she not? Like who's who's favourite? Tropical Squall will be favourite. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, she's probably a little bit off her, but but Zardozzi will stay. Tab have got them equal five dollar favourites. That's a little bit surprising. Oh, okay. But, um, I just want to check one more market because there is a chance. I think they will go up in trip, but she has also firmed into eleven dollars for the thousand guineas. So it's interesting. Yeah, that's a while away, isn't it? Though? Yeah, it's still eighteenth of November. It's obviously the race they've shifted to the back of the carnival, and you'd mm. think they're going to step her up in trip. Now that's what I've heard. I don't think they'll keep her at the mile. So yeah, would think mm. she's on that oaks path. Yeah, another horse just to just quietly, um, Vaselina from the back of the field it's by Stafanos who's a Japanese horse um, by Deep Impact it'll stay too maybe it's on, a, on an Oaks path um, I think it's it was just a, a sneaky sort of run um, and Coco Sun too but I, I don't think it'll stay so maybe it can go back in class and find a, a weaker Phillies mile race and, and she can knock something off yeah beautiful alright move straight on to race 5 it was the group 2 Danehill Stakes 1100 metres Set weights and penalties for the three-year-old Stretton Angel. Was she the lone filly in this race? No, she wasn't, but she was the best filly in the race. And as Bot has said a few times, she's the best filly in Australia. She might have proved it here. She's beaten I'm Unstoppable. They had a great stoush down the straight. Don Corleone has done what Don Corleone does. He's run third. He's run a good race. Cigar Flick, I'm saying she's looking for further. She's run fourth. Uh, Archo Nacho was probably the big, big disappointment crunched into $3.30 favourite actually jumped a point ahead of I'm Unstoppable at the jump but he pulled the whole way and was very very disappointing in behind runners uh, yeah I've, um, how I've made no money off Stratton Angel this preparation is just sickening toys out the car <laughs> yeah like I, I called it like what three months ago and she's come out and backed her last start $11 gets beaten by a nose and comes out beats the boys She's she's still not the best filly in the country, but um I'll be surprised if she doesn't eventually get there in the Coolmore because Charmstone is um she's number she's one. out isn't she she's she's um, yeah but who who's the number the one paddock. filly in the country then if she's not oh Charmstone still well, I, yeah, I'm yeah. saying that Stratton Angel's likely to outrun the rating she did in the Golden Rose yep. maybe in the Coolmore um yeah this is a I don't, it's not a vintage one, but I don't know. Like, who, what, the, what won this last year? Wasn't Kalos won this a couple of years ago? What's, what, no, this is the race of Giga Kick one last year, isn't it? Ah, oh, yeah, that's right. Giga Kick um, beat Buenos Noches. I don't think you'll have a, you'll find a hotter edition of the Daniel than that in the last decade. Yeah, it's funny because that race is. I remember that race didn't go particularly well, and they both come on and correct. Yeah, both both some of the best sprinters in Australia now. So. um yeah, this this I don't think this race has gone particularly well. Um, I'd probably want to look for a different form in the Cornwall. Um, but yeah, like I remember thinking it was just a weird sort of race last start in the um, what was it? Uh, the one that the last race that Archo Nacho and um, the Poseidon. I was yeah Poseidon. That was a weird race just because. The horses drawn to the outside gave him so much of a head start, and and um, it was obviously such an advantage to be drawn inside. Then, so um, it was a weird race, and I didn't really know what to take out of it. The only thing I took out of it was Kadinsky Abstract, who's um, just confirmed he's no good. Mm. Um, I backed I'm so. unstoppable, and he's run the second fastest four to two hundred meter split of the entire meeting, and he's probably just blown out a little bit late. I know Stratton Angel probably had a back to follow and I'm Unstoppable was you know exposed in the straight a little bit earlier but is this a little bit worrying stepping up to 1200 metres or what are your thoughts around that um maybe I thought I thought he was he was fine mm. um 
yeah, this oh, I don't I don't love this race. I'm sure there'll be better form lines to come through to the Coolmore, but at the same time, I can't even think of any. This is just a I think it's a really low year for three year old well, sprinters, we'll to, and that we'll get to one in I think Sydney it, in a sec. Yeah, like this this has been it's crazy, but um, the what's it called the um, the superimposers outrated the um, the Daniel, which is really surprising to me. Mm. Um, so that just sort of, I guess, I guess I can't, I don't know off the top of my head, but I, I wouldn't imagine that that happens often. Well, it's obviously an out of the box winner in the superimpose. Well, yes, yeah, I think it's an out of the box year for particularly bad three year old sprinters. Yep. Could be the uh, the staying division looks a lot stronger in the three year olds. Yeah, and there's like there's a there's a couple of really nice ones. Yeah, like militarizers stay, and it's like it's really it looks promising this year because I, I like the I like betting on the staying sort of three-year-olds rather than the sprinting ones I prefer that yeah no we'll, we'll get to the Caulfield Guineas on Thursday night but uh looks mm. a very exciting race let's go to race six it was the Rose of Kingston group two for the four-year-old plus mares over 1400 meters and life lessons has upstaged Princess Grace from Road to Arataki another good run waltz on by and shuffle dancer Life lessons, you can't really take much away from her here. Um, she sat second, sat OSL, riding an even tempo. The figure's pretty good, 9.6 lengths above the all-average benchmark, which is 0.7, better than the class. Um, but to be honest, the favourite, if she had brought her first and second up form, would have won. Um, even though she's been only beaten less than half a length, I'm saying she was disappointing, and I think she's come to the end of her because she had absolutely no excuses there. Um, I know the winner is a nice horse, but Princess Grace brought proper weight for age group one form and her last two runs just being weak in the finish would say to me, I don't think she's got much left to give. Um, yeah, this race is interesting. That The market got this bang on. Um, Princess Grace was a 5% firmer and Life Lessons was a 2.2% firmer. So and, and everything, pretty much everything... Yeah, everything else drifted in the race so um, they were the only two the market wanted and they got it right I think an interesting point for this race is and I, I guess I guess it's a thing to always have in your mind when you're you're doing the form is um, Princess Grace had the best form coming into the race and and, and she had the the strongest ratings um, obviously like being beaten point four to Brightside, I wish I went in Alligator Blood and, and then getting beaten 2.6 to Brightside. But every single... The, the three runs prior to this to this run, was, they're, they're all slowly run races and, and she's an on-pace horse. So it's easier to, I guess, fall in when I guess when, when it's easier. Like, if you know what I mean? Like, it's... Yeah, not a test. Um, so you can over It's not as much as a test. Like, I, I can guarantee you, if they went quicker in the Memzi... Um, I don't think she finishes point four to bright side, and I wish I win. I think, I think like, not that she cheated, but she she was able to to be there without completely deserving to be amongst those horses. Like it's it's easier to 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 be amongst them when when you're not when it's not a it's a staying test, and when she goes back in distance, she's not. Um, I guess I get that, that's why people say like a fast run races are a better reflection of of horses form because you know it finds horses out and um and she she stepped back in in class and and she's 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 definitely regressed but she's um i guess it's i guess it's not the the most crazy thing in the world to to see her being not not i'm like i didn't back her i didn't have any opinion in the race um so i'm not being a smart ass or anything but it's not like as a dollar sixty favorite, I think, um, you know, like the form lines aren't as strong as what maybe some people perceive them to be. Yeah, for mine, if she goes to a, an invitation or an Empire Road, she's an automatic pen job now. Do you reckon? Yep. Life lessons is a nice filly. How sickening is it? She got beat first up for you. Oh mate, I was so keen <laughs> on her, and then yeah. even last start, um, what did she run third? No, she ran no, second she ran to Amelia's Jewel. She, yeah. she went around 30s. And um, I haven't... 50s to Betfair. Yeah, ridiculous. well, like you and Stretton Angel, I haven't got anything out of this horse. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> even though I do have a, a really good opinion of her. And um, yeah, I'm a moody on the mic listener and this was his best of the day, despite the fact he had legacies in. So that's it's something. Mm. Yeah, it's a nice feeling. It started 290 versus Nugget one day. Nugget started favourite in the Epsom. Yeah. Don't know how he did, but anyway. Let's move on to race seven. It was the Bart Cummings. 2,520 metres, obviously with the rail out, that extra 20. Group three, handicap, and the ticket into the Melbourne Cup has gone the way of last year's Melbourne Cup winning trainers, Kieran Maher and David Eustace. Future history, too strong. Leads all the way. Incredible ride by Craig Williams to beat First Immortal, who was, I thought he was so brave in defeat. Serpentine, mostly cloudy, Ahmad, the usual suspects. Future history, I wasn't sure how run, how strong he'd run out the 2,500 metres, but this camper just so good at stepping them up and trip. First time out to the mile and a half and gets the job done. Books his ticket into the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, this race was uh, evenly run. Um, it was a great ride, Craig Williams. Um, he controlled it from the front, took the advantage, was, was rousing run, um, drew inside and, and, and led this race at an even even pace. Um, first mortal had a bit of a tricky run and um, and was good. The, the market really, really um, took hold of him and, and they backed him, which is, which is uh, I guess it's promising for him coming off a a much weaker form line the market really trusted that that rating he just had to do um, so much work to get into the race yeah he, he did and he just peaked on the one late yeah he's a really good horse but he's what's he going to have to go to maybe maybe he goes to a Geelong Cup or, or something like that maybe that's a race for him um yeah well, like where do where do most of these horses go I guess they maybe go to the Lexus or, or something Ash Run was, was really really good um jumped 150 no, sorry, that's... Yeah, Ash Run um, was, was taken back to last and um, ran on really strongly. Um, that horse won, speaking of the Lexus, ran, won the Lexus, was it three years ago? Two, three years ago? Ash Run? Yeah. Yeah, that's... It's French sounds... horse. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, a, it was yeah. three years ago because yeah, he, he had a hundred... He had a thousand days off between runs and... Yeah, that's incredible. And they've got him going to his like really really well and, and I, I'm saying that if he settled anywhere closer to the pace because he was how far was he off the lead 10.5 lengths off the lead at the uh, thousand meter mark in an evenly run race you just can't do that um, then he's like he's maybe I, I always feel gross back in horses like like in their first prep from a really long break but it's like he's he's run really well twice this prep so maybe you can trust it um mostly cloudy was good again um serpentine was good um on pace but um yeah this race was domin dominated by on on pace horses and uh yeah i back golden um i don't know what's happened he to was him. disappointed he's yeah. been very disappointed i'm not sure if he's come up this prep because i thought last start he was just okay and i thought you know he's going to improve his stack but no, not at all. Um, he's regressed badly. I'm not sure if this is the end of the road or if they'll go again after this. Probably they tip him out, I'd imagine. Mm. Yeah, too bad to be true. Mm. Anything else? Um, I guess future history, the winner. So does, he, well, does he get a... Is he into the Melbourne Cup now? He's into the Cup. So there's every chance they... Yeah. I don't know. Do they have another run? I don't know. Um... Well, can he go to the Caulfield Cup? He's, I think he's probably better suited to a Caulfield Cup um, rather than a uh, a Melbourne Cup. I'd, I'd be surprised if he stays a strong 3,200 metres. Well, he but, skipped um, the ballot in the Melbourne Cup, but he hasn't skipped the ballot in the Caulfield Cup. So I don't know if there's any... like I don't think he's guaranteed a run in the Caulfield Cup. You'd have to look at his ratings, and I'm not sure if it goes in ratings or prize maybe. Updated order of entry should be out soon, and you might get to... Yeah, get an inkling of if he would even get in the race. He'd have to be some sort of chance, I'd imagine. It's looking a hot Caulfield Cup all of a sudden. Sulcum Caulfield $6. Cup is always hot. The Caulfield Cup is the best race to bet on every year, in my opinion. It's my favourite race. Well, talk for yourself, but Sulcum $6, West Wind Blows $6, Without a Fight $6, Gold Trip $7. They th 
I'm not 100% sure if they're, go- they're going. I don't think they're even 100%, 100% sure if they're going Caulfield Cup, Cox Plate, Melbourne Cup again, or, or just Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup, or just Cox Plate. But very interesting. You've got the Japanese horse, Breakup, $11. Francesco Guardi, $11. First Immortal, $15, who probably struggle to get in the race now. Yeah. Um, I'd be surprised. No, he, he, he won't get in the race. He won't. He won't get the field. Yeah. No, he won't. Turnbull. Oh, let's go to the Turnbull. Golf trip. I don't know if that this happens to anyone else, but every time I write gold trip, it uh, auto-corrects to golf trip. <laughs> <laughs> Group one, set weights and penalties, and last year's Melbourne Cup winner, gold trip, has come with a withering turn of foot um, from a long way back. He's settled last, 16th from barrier 16, and he said ta-da to them at the 250-meter mark. West Wind Blows has been awesome riding a fast speed. He's finished second with Jamie Spencer. Solcom, a very good Caulfield Cup trial. He's only been beaten 2.2. And Romantic Warrior, the big, big disappointment. I was so keen on him. Um, I can't believe... How has he over-raced? They've gone this fast and he's still pulled. Um, he just wasn't hmm. himself... Uh, you know, potentially, potentially hasn't acclimatized just yet. I want to be forgiving of him. He's getting out to a very backable price, six dollars in the Cox Plate. If you're not on already on Ladbrokes, if you want to be forgiving, I do have a saying: always forgive a good horse, one bad run. But this was a little bit flat. All on as the winner. Uh, well, he uh, Gold Trip coming from last tells the story of the race because they they really ran along. Um, this is a perfect Caulfield Cup trial for. West Wind Blows, Sulcum, um, who else? Francesco Guardi was a little plain, but mm. not horrible. Um, but Sulcum especially. Luna Flair was, was good. Um, She's a Melbourne Cup horse, surely. Yeah, but she probably can't win a Melbourne Cup, so it's a bit like she'll 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 turn up for a Melbourne Cup, but she's probably not good enough to win it. And Duke de Sessa, that's the yeah, that's Duke Duke de Sessa. If he's in the Caulfield Cup, isn't he? Um, I'd imagine he is. If I'm if due sure. to Cessa, if Duke, if if there if it pours down rain, um, I'll, I'll be having something on Duke de Cessa in the Caulfield Cup, um, and and as well as El Bodegon if they go that way, because surely not s- signs of life for El Bodegon. There were signs. <laughs> Come signs, on, bot. Signs of life for El Bodegon. Come on, hasn't he just gone past a few at the end because he was in a an economical position back in the field given how fast they've gone the sectionals are okay um, but yeah you're right but our Bodegon is just a complete heavy heavy track horse mm. um, but yeah we'll, we'll get to the winner Gold Trip was just yeah it was unreal the turn of foot from the back of the field um, I, I, maybe it wasn't a turn of foot it was just a just completely staying qualities s- so strong over the top of them um yeah, like we we forget this horse ran fourth in an Arctic Triumph a couple of years ago. Um, you know, you think about it like maybe is it is it, was he thirty to one here because he because he won a Melbourne Cup? Like uh, no, no man, that, that, that's to, probably a stupid thing to say. We need but, to touch uh, on this. The thirty to one was only because of the world pool. Romantic Warrior has started a dollar fifty five on the totes and two dollars forty five fix. So that's the thirty to one is only because every other horse has ballooned out. Gold Trip's true price, as in fixed odds, was more like twenty to one, which still was really, really big. Um, I'm I'm shattered at myself because this is going to sound like a like a trumpet. It's not. I was so keen, Romantic Warrior. I said in the group chat, the only other class horse in the field is Gold Trip. So I had a I had a small saver on Gold Trip to get my money back. But I just I didn't tip it to my subs, and I'm spewing. I'm spewing because he was twenty one dollars. I had a bet, and then he just tumbled in. He got into remember that big go early in the week. Yeah, he, he got, got into eleven dollars, and I'm like, I can't I can't tip him to my subs at elevens. So I just left it, and then on the day he blew out again. Ah, oh, just complete kerfuffle. But anyway, good horse. Yeah, um, he's on track for a Cox Plate now, um, and Westpin blows especially. He was really good. He's, I think he's. Um, the rating I'm looking at, I think it translates pretty well, just just off a, a general sort of idea what the time form ratings translate to. Um, 
to form King. Um, I think he's he's run to his form. Um, he's pretty like 117, which is his his time form rating, and and Sulcum's pretty much run to his. So um, yeah, um, I I think Westman Blows is a a good favourite in the Caulfield Cup. Yep. Just on Gold Trip, um, obviously I said before they're still not sure what they're going to do yet, but the ride we know is up for grabs in the Caulfield Cup because Mark Zara has locked in um, to ride without a fight in next week's Caulfield Cup and Gold Trip does not have a rider as yet. So it's going to be very interesting if he does go to the Caulfield Cup. Horse, uh, sorry, jockeys like Hugh Bowman, I don't think has a ride. Um Surely they just go to the Cox Plate and Melbourne Cup. Maybe. It's it's still a bit up in the air, but it was funny hearing Mark Zara jump off and go, oh, surely he goes to a Cox Plate. <laughs> Obviously, because he's already, one, he's already locked into the without a fight ride in the Caulfield Cup, and two, it's the only major he hasn't won. So, of course, he's going to say, yeah. go straight to the Cox Plate. Uh, is there a way that... They're not, they're not going to back up from 2,400 back to... 2000. I did it last just year. Just for the sake. Yeah, I know, but it's different. He's he's won he's won the um the Melbourne Cup now. And 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 he won the the Turnbull like this, so. Yeah. Um I think I think they'll just go to Cox at Cox Plate. Melbourne Cup as well though. Probably. Yeah, they'd have to. Yeah. Romantic Warrior is um we probably need to touch out, on him a bit more. Yeah, he's probably getting out to a like you you were saying he's like $6 now for a Cox Plate. That's probably like I don't I don't know what he's on the, what he's on the day, but six bucks for a horse that good seems fair enough to me. Yeah, he, he was he, disappointing, but he was. You know. But he has gone through a lot. Like I'm not making up excuses for him. He has gone through a lot. He's only been on his normal feed for like the last four days. He probably wasn't fit enough yet, and he's you know a couple months off. You get on a plane, you go to Australia, you don't get your right feed. It's cold and shit, and you're in Werribee. And then you cop, you cop a race shape like this where the leader goes 13 lengths above and your first three in run and pulling your head off, like everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. Um, I do think he can improve a lot out of this. Can he win a Cox Plate off this? Could. <sighs> Don't know. But if he could, it would be some turnaround. Yeah, if, if I was a horse, that, that wouldn't, wouldn't doesn't sound fun to me. <laughs> That's the second time you said that. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Bot was a horse, yeah. I've been out there and where be on those cold mornings and it's it's not fun, punters. All right, race nine. The Gilgai Stakes, 1,200 metres, group two, set weights and penalties. Star Patrol backs up his awesome win in the... What was it called? What was it called? The Bobby Lewis. He becomes only the fourth horse in history, I believe, to win the double. I think that's what Matty Hill said after he crossed the line. Last start, he rode a really, really fast tempo and he won the Bobby Lewis holding off the likes of King of Sparta and Benedetta. And here, they've gone relatively slow for the class, 5.6 to the 600. And he's produced a, a really nice turn of foot. Holds off triple missile. We'll get to that ride in a sec. And Saint-Magic was big, big firmer, um, but could only manage third, beating 2.3. Uh, what do you say about this? I don't know. The, he's he's run to his best, pretty much. Um, and so is Triple Missile. And oh, yeah, Triple Missile's gone just as well as he's ever gone. And and Samajik ran to what she did last start. So it's it's shot pretty straight. Um, and looks like the market's got it pretty right to me. So um. Yeah, like what, what do you say about this? He started two dollars sixty Betfair SP and and he's run to form and yeah, I think he's just a good horse. He's not. Yeah, he's, he's just not, a good horse. He's not good fun, maybe, but no, they're they're saying I'm um, Hong Kong, aren't they? Yeah, I don't know about that, but oh, he'd get like he's not he's not beating Lucky Swainess, but he'd get absolutely belted by Lucky Swainess. Yeah, I don't know. You could fall into top four. Some of the horses in behind Lucky Swainess aren't much chop, so yeah. Don't know. They, they'll probably go to the um the big sprint on final day, champion sprint. If they don't go to Hong Kong, and that's looking like a very hot race with Imperatrice, I wish I win, Buenos Noches in secret. So yeah, he's just a level below them. He's like he'll he'll, he'll keep picking off some of these group two, group three weaker races, but um 
he'd get absolutely annihilated by um, uh, the top liners. Yep. Um, Jamie Carr, just technique in the saddle right now, aggression. She just seems like really low on confidence. What'd you make of the ride on triple missile? It looks like this horse was absolutely bolting. Went past Star Patrol, who was under the pump. Star Patrol found again, and triple missile hasn't found much, but I don't know. She just doesn't quite look herself at the moment, Jamie. No comment. No, I'm joking. Um, I don't know. Um, the sectionals say um, the last sort of 200 metres, Star Patrol sort of just went again and kept sustained, I guess, but... um. Maybe, yeah, maybe triple missile emptied out in the last 200 metres. I think we move on from that. Yeah. Race 10, it was the Paris Lane Stakes, 1,400 metre listed, four-year-old plus. Tamerlane, um, a stark contrast. One jockey probably a bit down on confidence and Damien Lane absolutely in the zone. This is an all-time ride. He's gone 5.6 fast, to the 600 he's come home 5.4 fast the sectionals in front are just insanely good just clicked it up from the 600 got a little bit faster got away from him um, and then he does get a little bit tired late but he's just established that break awesome ride um, and the, the go on this horse was unbelievable $2.80 into as short as even money and then just back out a little bit very very late yeah, I'm kicking myself I didn't back this horse. Um it just it's, it was sort of like it's like a it was like a box ticker, one of those ones. But yeah, like if you're a if you're like, if you're like a rating sort of punter like me, it's hard to get them as short as what some other people can, I guess. Cuz I'd have to force force him running to a new career peak, which he actually did on on um on Saturday. So good for Tamerlane. As a six-year-old, seven-year-old, how old is he? Six, seven? I don't know. Um, um, he is. Six. I think he's six. Yeah. Just, just folk was really good for the new stable. It's good to see Gavin get a good horse, and um, he looks right on track for a Crystal Mile or something, which he won what two years ago now. So he did. Um, he was first up of I've got a 130 on days. Go. So he won the Crystal Mile, obviously in 2021. And he's going there again. That's the race he's targeting. Cox Plate Day. Wait for age two thousand. Uh, sorry, sixteen hundred meters. Um, hopefully, they'll be looking for a, a wet track. But there's only been one horse in the history who has won the Crystal Mile twice. Weasel Will, two thousand and two thousand and one, won it back to back. This horse won't be back to back, but uh, he'll be looking for his second victory under new caring. Yeah, well, he's got him, got him going close to his best, and um, I think if he gets a wet track. Um, maybe maybe he can get back to it as an older horse. Umgar was good again, but he just keeps getting too far back. Yeah, and not an option was pretty good, but um, she ran to her SP, I guess. All right, um, I think that's it for Victoria. Um, are we doing New South Wales? Yeah, we'll go over to Rose Hill. Um, let me just get these races up. We'll probably start in race five. It was the Roman console, group two, 1,200 metres for the three-year-olds. And we were speaking of the strength of these sprinting three-year-olds, but this could well be the best of them. Um, he's still a head case. He's still a work in progress. But King's Gambit sort of half missed a start, was restrained back in the field, but the, the saloon passage opened on the fence, and he's gone bang, really. Um, Monster win, runs the fastest four to two of the entire meeting, accelerates through that gap after pulling early. He's put two lengths on him here. I don't know if he's beaten much, but there's every chance he starts cool more favourite off this. Uh you keep skipping the <laughs> the, the track, but um I do. We'll, get, we'll get to it. <laughs> um the Rose Hill's been playing fine, hasn't it? Yeah, it was good. The the circle the circle was about a three and the shoot played about a fast two, so um, track's playing well at the moment, which is good. Fast horses, fast times, fast track. Um, yeah, King's Gambit. They went went better um, than what the what they did in Melbourne, which is maybe that maybe that's a surprise. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, he's improved off last start. He's pretty much. I think he's ran a career peak on Saturday. So um, yeah, he's improved. What like. Mm, 
maybe two and a half, three lengths. He's come home over 10 above for his last 600 metres. So. Yeah, but didn't he have like the perfect run? Everything went perfect. No, everything went perfect for him, but he still pulled early. Like he was still over racing and to produce that finish after doing things wrong early, throwing his head around again, like, I don't know. There's just so much talent there. Just just snip him. Snip him. <laughs> no, they won't because they're, it's, I know. A, it's a... Um, I know they won't. Um it's a stallion prospect so um yeah well this this race has gone pretty well i guess i know that the the everest field's finalized now so he won't get a slot he won't be slotted and osmosis won't be slotted either so you know what a surprise found out here 1200 meters and yeah he done nothing we got a pr at was it rose hill last time they didn't go that quick and he got a soft lead and he just kicked and Celestial Legend was closing him down. Um, it's winner only. Oh, Celestial Legend potentially can no, follow up and trip. Cel- Celestial Legend's a good horse, he, but he's a miler though. Yeah. Okay. So one, you can follow one and five. Um, yeah. Most like Celestial Legend. Um, most mostly because I think he's a a really really nice horse and namesake as well as ripped home in some nice sectionals. Um, yep to run last beaten 3.3 from the back of the field but um but yeah big big emphasis on celestial legend maybe he'll win a race like the carbine club or something maybe that's too close but he's he's, um, he's run the fastest last 200 meters of the entire meeting well, yeah he's he's a really really nice horse and he'll win something really nice one day just not sure what because he's i think it's all it's all happened a little bit too quickly for him maybe they've maybe they've campaigned him I don't, I, well, I don't know what the point was running him over 1100 first up because he should be running in the Crawford Guineas on Saturday alright let's move on to race 6 the Tap Craig I don't really have too much to say about this other than I thought Brett Preble's ride on NCAP was one of the worst rides I've seen in the last month um, why what did he do he charged him out of the barriers to try and find a spot, which is which is fine. But then he restrained him, choked him, and he started getting he started getting fizzy. He started over racing. Uh. Then in the straight, um, I think it was either He Man or Snapback went to get a run, and he purposely went into them to close their run off. But he's actually bumped end cap and knocked the stuffing out of his own horse. And just the balance in the straight was just I don't know. I thought it was awful. Um, this horse was deep into the preparation. He's he's done now. Like I, I would be sending him straight to the paddock after this, but he was gone. Um, he's rallied again late. He's gone around at even money. He's only been beaten one point three after. I don't know. I I thought it was a bit of a slaughter, but anyway, I might be talking for my kick there. Yeah, this looks like a pretty low race to me. Um, exactly. He was a moral. Yeah. Probably was this. They backed the favourite. To be fair, it was a ten percent firmer. The winner, massive go. Um, Macarena. Um, yeah, not the favourite. The winner, second favourite. Oh, sorry. Yeah, um, Macarena, the winner. Um, and it's probably had a bit of a PR, didn't it? Like they, they've gone relatively quick, but not not ridiculously fast. And it's um, and it's I guess it's won well. The the time is bad. Um, and the rating is bad. So where do these horses go? I'm not sure. Maybe they, maybe one of these backs up into the guineas or something. But I'd be surprised if they figure. Yeah, that's fair. Well, let's move on to race seven. It was the Group Two Hill Stakes over 1900 meters. Um, obviously run over 1900 meters at Rose Hill, but it was over 2000 meters when it was at Ramwick. God, you'd be sick if you backed Monte. Ah, uh, who you, who you mile here? You would. <laughs> because you've probably done everything right and you've been beaten by Nash just scrubbing the ears off Montefilia late. She has got back into the winner's enclosure. Gee, she's been a good horse. Like I know I know some people have a bad rap on her, but she's been doing this for probably four, four or five seasons now, four seasons. She's a four-time Group 1 winner. She's won nearly $5 million in prize money. 
and she's landed another $2 million race here. Um, Waller's got her back, I wouldn't say, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what the rating is, but you might have to tell, in a sec, tell us in a sec, but um, yeah, she's got herself back in the winner's enclosure. Hugh Yamal has ran really well. Protagonist, very good. Zarek, um, and, and no compromise. They're, they're, they've run well for further. Young Werther is the horse that I backed. I thought if he had a drawn a barrier, he might have finished a little bit closer. I thought he was sound and hinged. I just think, just take it back to the mile. What are we doing here? What price is Montefilia for the Caulfield Cup? Um, Do we know? Let me get this up. Because she's, um, she's done a lot of running late and she's you know like she's run over, over the top of who you know who got a soft lead um $17 what price is Sulcum Sulcum's equal favourite $67 well that's wrong because Montefilia Montefilia started favourite in the Caulfield Cup last year didn't she she should have won last year um didn't Smoke and Roman start favourite oh yeah that's right no he did <laughs> um but she she should have won the um, the Caulfield Cup last year. Uh, maybe it suited her that it was a slowly run Caulfield Cup last year, but um, I think that's she, it. Like she's got a big turn of foot, slowly yeah, run she, races. Maybe, but she's she's gone really well here, and she set herself up to go to the Caulfield Cup next start, and she's a big chance. Mm. Like these are she's pretty much run the same rating as what Solcom did on Saturday. Yeah right, and like that's that's just it. Just seems like a. I, I guess it's a bit unfashionable coming off the hill stakes compared to the the Turnbull behind a big flashy gold trip run, but. And I guess the sectionals. Combined with Sulcom's run, but like the the splits here are good. The time, the rating is good. I can't I can't see why she's not, in the conversation. Like she she was really stiff to not win last year and, and it doesn't seem like she's and it doesn't seem like she's taken a step back I think she's mm. just I think she's just looking for 2400 metres now it looks like let me see what weight she has in the Caulfield Cup she'd be um, like 55 56 wouldn't she I'd imagine uh, maybe you have to get that up I don't run into Brick wall, it's not letting me. Anyway, um, she might lose Nashville Willow. That's the only point I was trying to make. Um, who's ridden her really well here, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe J Mac. I'm not sure. Actually, Caulfield Cup. Yeah, I don't know. There's going to be lots of good rides up for grabs, just with the different weights, um, jockeys who can make it and jockeys who can't. So it'd be interesting. Mm. All right. Speaking of Nashville Willow, he. I don't really have too much to say about this race, the Alan Brown, but. This is just an all-time ride by a rider, another rider in the zone. I'm, I'm not saying Damien Lane, probably number one. Blake Shin, two. Nashua Willa, three. Those are probably the top three jockeys in Australia right now. They're all riding outstanding. And, and this what about J-Mac? Just, are you off him after Saturday? I'm not off J-Mac. He's fourth. <laughs> He's fourth. And, you know, he... He will win his fair share of Group Ones this spring, but just in the here and now, those three are absolutely airborne. And this ride on Cepheus, the last two rides on Cepheus have just been so so good. I know he's been blessed with good barriers and he's got good gate speed, etc. But just so good. Just go back and watch the replay. I don't have too much more to say. Yeah, I don't know much about any of these horses really, but um, Cepheus, it was two thousand back to fourteen hundred meters, I, I think. Is that right? Um, I'm pretty sure it was. Um, I remember hearing nah, that somewhere. Not 2000, it was. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? No, no, it wasn't. But well, at some point in the preparation, at some point in the preparation, it was at 2000, I think. I don't know. Anyway, maybe I'm talking complete shit, but um, I it's think gone earlier in the in the year. Yeah, it's gone well, and um, yeah, I, I don't know. What do you do with these horses? Um. I, I really honestly do not know nothing any, they're all Sydney horses and I'm Melbourne so I, I do not know anything about I think them. you can follow Roots Chris Waller horse that you probably know um, she got a oh, long yeah. long way back and she's closed she off won really nicely 
she was the one of the biggest goes of all time last year in the spring carnival. Yeah, I think she's one to follow from from the race. Yeah. I remember I remember doing um it was just before one of my exams or maybe it was after and like I just remember the, the, the like stupid amount of money. It, it was a complete Waller steam job, Waller yeah. JMAX steam job at. Spring Carnival. It's always her, on Oaks Day too. Her and yeah, it was on Oaks Day. Her and a tissue were the two big Waller steamers over the carnival yeah. last year. It was Espion of the year before and Fangirl too. Yeah, he's always he's always got a couple of them. There's all there's always at least one, two, or three. Yeah, we look Every forward to, to what it is this year. Oh, me too. All right, the Navision 1200 meters Group Three Magic Time. God bless her cotton socks. Um, we were in a bit of a rough patch there at Flemington and. We've all absolutely launched her, um, tipped at $4 on the sixth day racing. Go download the app and sign up. Message us on Instagram, we'll add you to the close friends list. Um, but a few other boys that were in a bit of a hole after Romantic Warrior went down have just launched her. And again, Nashville Willer, this is just, just perfection. He's jumped from barrier eight, he's gone forward on this horse. She was in the lead, but Parasail, the, the only danger in the race, came across and we let her go, but we made her do a little bit of work. Magic Time did get a touch keen for a second, but Parasol was always going to be a query at 1200 meters. That was the opinion I had anyway. And Magic Time had already beaten her over 1200 meters. And as they turned into the straight, Nash just went back to the fence. We know the, the track was playing fast. The fence was no disadvantage at all. If anything, it might've even been a little bit of an advantage. And she's just sprinted, sprinted through and proven too good. Um, up to 1,400 metres, no problem for this horse next start. I think she'll be going to the invitation on Cox Plate Day. Mm. Yeah, she's gone to a new career peak and she, um, she was good behind um, Asfura last last weekend. And Paracel's a nice horse, gone back on its form a little bit. Um, is this a new is this a new race? I've never heard of it. I think it is, unless it's just it a new with, name. Yeah, it starts with the, so it's a new race. The division. Yeah. <laughs> the invitation. Oh, it can't be it can't be a completely new race because it's got group status. So I reckon oh, true. maybe it's just changed name and got a prize money boost or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh is that it? Yeah, I think that's it. Um anything any internationally. Questions? Yeah, we'll get to some questions in a sec, but anything internationally pique your interest? I saw Inspiral oh. was very, very good, bolting in again. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I don't have... I don't know. I don't have any opinion on that sort of stuff. Yeah. Just the big meetings. That was just a an out-wide group one, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't the bigger one? No, it wasn't, but uh, $1.90 was generous. Was it? Did you bet? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you sicko. Of course, I bet. It's the only reason I brought it up. <laughs> oh, God. Inspiral. I see Inspiral's name late at night on a Saturday night, and I don't know any <laughs> other horse. I don't know any other horse in the race. I'm like, yeah, this is getting me. Couple tricks. Couple tricks deep. Yeah, skill yeah, it's, it's all over. <laughs> all right, let's get to questions. We're going to go to the Twitter questions first. Uh, Mitch, Turnbull Stakes, hearing different comments regarding the speed slash sectionals. Was the tempo that genuine and how much of a mid-race slowdown was there? Um, for, so for, for a punning form perspective, they've gone 12.6 lengths faster than 600. But I do think there was a bit of a mid-race slowdown and that race shape has really helped Gold Trip come in from the back and really sprout wings because the worst race shape for a leader is go really fast at the start, then slow down because you just bring the back markers into it. But yeah, I thought he had... As good as he was, he had a blessed run in transit that he probably won't get at the valley. Um, but he was very, very good. So not taking anything away from him. I don't think there was a slowdown. Maybe a little bit, but not not massively. Um, either they went quickly and maybe like a, a tiny slowdown, but I don't think it was anything ridiculous. And I think it was just a. I think I think they went really quickly and and it sorted stronger ones out from the weaker ones yeah. I think from a visual perspective like I wasn't watching the sectionals closely but just the way that Romantic Warrior was over racing I'm thinking that's probably the visual part that people might go they've slowed it down all of a sudden because he starts pulling but I don't know I think that's just a, 
Hong Kong horse coming down to Australia being all messed up. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Can you ask Bot if William Thomas is a black booker? Oh, he was storming (laughs) down the inside. He's going to win something one day. Chuck it in your black book. This is actually hilarious. Um, I'm going to include a nice little voicemail that was posted in in the group. (laughs) So Uh, I'm going to play this right now and then I'll edit it out and uh, we'll resume in a sec. Hi guys, this is with a post-race report on William Thomas. He still hasn't won since Bot was in nappies. So we're just going to aim him a little bit lower next start and go towards Mansfield on Melbourne Cup Day. Thanks, guys. All right, on to the next question. Nice little cosplay there by one of the boys in the chat. We don't need to name first names and last names, but oh, that made my absolute day yesterday. Sam Hicks says... Um, does Bot think Stretton Angel is still the best filly in the country again? <laughs> Do I think she's the best filly? No, sorry. Does Bot think Stretton Angel is the best filly in the country again? I don't think you ever thought she wasn't. Oh, I, I was, I was pissed off that she, did, she didn't win last time because <laughs> it would have been helpful. But um, no, she was. I think she's. It's just, very sick. Oh, it, it is like. Like, how far does Shrews uh, shenanigans get beaten by in that race? Yeah. I, I, I amount of tangents I went on telling everyone, this is the best sprinter filly in the, the country, and I've made no money off. Like, I was saying it like three weeks ago, and I haven't even backed it yeah. to win anything. I was just... Um, <laughs> and I, I, I want to oh, okay. like her too, but now I just don't want to like her. Like, a, I'm, not, I'm not an emotional... I'm not an emotional punter, but... As you can probably tell, but um, it, it you happened. have no emotions at all. <laughs> no, well, when it comes to Stretton Angel winning on the weekend, I'll, there was some emotion. <laughs> a long walk, a long walk. Yeah. All right, hopping off. Yeah. This is Ryan Portelli. Hopping off romantic warrior for the Cox Plate question mark or pass mark considering his run slash race shape slash fitness. Ryan, I've got to be honest, mate. I am already balls deep. Romantic Warrior at $8 for the Cox Plate. So I've got no other option but to be forgiving and just pray that he can improve <laughs> three lengths into the Cox Plate. Am I hopeful? Yes. Am I confident? No. But he's too good a horse not to at least improve off last start. Well, he's run the worst rating he's run in a, a while, so maybe that means something. But he's at still, least it's, it's he's worst still Romantic Warrior. Yeah, but he's still Romantic Warrior. So like, if, he, if, he, if he's just had a bad day and he turns up in Caulfield... Cox Plate day and he has a good day well he's oh, yeah, just going to win yeah <laughs> just relax <laughs> alright let's go over to the Instagram questions now Lucas Wilco was Legacies beaten by a bad ride or a bad gate with a lack of pace a bit of both or maybe she but mainly just she's just good. no fucking good NFG NFG Trent down, Mickey Gannon taking a swipe at Nico after Romantic Warrior got rolled. Oh God! Let's let's not hide from the fact. Yes, it was absolutely directed straight at <laughs> Nico. <laughs> yeah, so funny. But his comments were directed at them. It's all a bit of fun and games. Um, bot oh, is it? Co- <laughs> I'm just I'm just standing here watching. I'm just I'm just bot affiliated I, with it. Bot and I choose not to get involved in uh, all the heroism and. Uh, fighting on Twitter but you know what Bob? Oh, God. just you back winners mo- you work at the movies you can provide the popcorn make sure it's nice and warm yeah. make sure it's got butter <laughs> and salt on it and uh, we can just be bystanders I reckon yeah sounds good to me Ryan Deeth West Wind Blows how good a chance in the Caulfield Cup you're saying deserved favourite yeah he's favourite isn't he is he, is he not is he not favourite yeah he's six dollars favourite yeah bit of a yeah Compressed market, right. but it'll be five dollars yep. a field anyway on the day, won't it? A bit longer, probably. Yep. Ryan's got lots of questions. He's very interested <laughs> in our lives. <laughs> yeah. Can you explain to me why no one thought Gold Trip would perform like he did on Saturday? Um, I think rail out nine meters, drawn barrier eighteen when acceptances were done. Everyone, probably including Mark Zara, just probably thought he'd flop out the back and you know, just run on. Well, but just the way the race shape has 
turned out. Romantic Warrior has underperformed as good as he was. He's probably just got just got his perfect storm. Absolutely flying. Awesome performance. But yeah, this is him. Big track, Flemington, fast run race, best day of wins. Hmm. All right. Bot doesn't have anything to say. That must mean I said something intelligent. Yeah. Bot, if you were to own a horse, what would you name it? Ryan Deeth. Nick, what was the highlight from the anniversary weekend? Um, not here. Nick's not on the podcast, but his highlight, I can tell tell everyone for him, it was obviously going to Living Legends and seeing... <laughs> no shit, we saw enough photos. Yeah, him posing with the Melbourne Cup, him with one of my old favourites, Beauty Generation, Santa Ana Lane, um, Behemoth, plenty of good horses out there, Efficient. The best horse, my favourite my favorite horse of all time, Efficient. Efficient, I thought it was Master O'Reilly. One of them. Probably efficient because he's grey. Ben, would Romantic Warrior win a benchmark 78 at Morphville? <laughs> Not on Saturday. Oh, mate, if Werribee's bad, Morphville's probably even worse. I don't know. <laughs> look, what, look how Stu's turned out. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of class horses that I've backed, like Victorian form, go to Morphville for a cheap kill and get done, oh... I'm off the it. grass is different over there. Everything's different over there. Yeah. Especially Stu. Hindley Street footy trips. Mm. Dark memories. But do you consider yourself cast at the moment? <laughs> uh, a little bit. If Matoa didn't exist, I'd be completely cast. But um, <laughs> no, it wasn't a good day on Saturday. Yeah, that's right. I didn't have that many bets, but I ended up having a bet on Romantic Worry in the end. Just because like 270 was a fair price, I thought. Yeah. Um, Max says Romantic Warrior. How do you even say it? Max Chapura? Superior? I'm not sure exactly, but Max is a good man. Messages me on the reg. Romantic Warrior, what went wrong? Everything. <laughs> Basically, everything. Yeah. He, got a, he actually got a nice run. Like, he was always going to get that sort of 1 1 or near enough to the speed, but. Everything's just gone wrong so far. But he's got three weeks. He needs to get his fitness up. He's going to have plenty of gallops in between now and then. He's back on his regular feed. Danny is in town. I'm not sure if he's going back to Hong Kong and then coming back, but hopefully they get him right. Um, I would not put a pen through him in the cox plate. And the last question is from Riley Stoddart. How would Imperatures go in the Everest? Probably win it. If not second, to probably win it, I say. Yeah, I think she'd go very, very close. Um, we're all having an argument in the chat today about whether she goes better than Melbourne Way. Bot saying it's a myth. It doesn't exist. <coughs> but no. I think she does go really well at Mooney Valley. And who cares? She's not going to the Everest. Um, we'll take the dollar fifty. We'll buy a pie on Cox Plate Day, and then we'll get ready for the big one. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right, let's wrap up the podcast there. Um, yeah. Moving day, it served up a few challenges, but I don't know if the, the, the picture has become clearer or more murky, but one thing we know, the Cox Plate, it's going to be a fantastic race. We're not going to have a $1.80 favorite, and as much as my bank account hurts, maybe it's for the better. See you back here on Thursday night. Caulfield, Guineas, and Everest. Going to be an absolute ripper. We've got Jules Valance from Foxcatcher. Go check out his stuff. Um, he's one of the very best form analysts in Australia. Going to be joining us on Thursday night.